This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Welcome. My name is Elena Navarola, Relationship Manager at RMA. On October 29th, 2021, RMA is honored to be hosting its inaugural Women in Risk Summit. And today I am joined by Ann-Margaret Sumner, Director of Credit Review at Huntington Bank. Um, Ann-Margaret will actually be one of our panelists um, speaking at the event, and she is also a member of the steering committee for the Women in Risk Initiative. Um, Welcome, Ann. Thank you. Good to be here. I would really interested in getting your um, perspectives, you know, and speaking a little bit more about the event itself um, and the importance of the of the, the initiative. Um, the first question that I have for you would be, you know, what is the purpose of the Women in Risk Steering Committee, um, and you know, who who do you feel is beneficial in the in the industry? Sure. I mean, I think if you think about um, the stated goal, I mean, the stated goal um, is to motivate, inspire, and empower women in the risk management and insurance discipline. So that's a a novel goal. Um, I think what's really most important about that is when you think about starting out in banking in general, um, a lot of the understanding of different disciplines um, within banking in general, specifically within risk, are really unknown. And so I think the benefit of um, an event like this, you know, targeting women is really knowledge of those different disciplines and, and career paths that can result from them. Um, educating women about the opportunities a career in risk and or insurance assurance can present to them and, that are probably unknown to a lot of people, especially earlier in their career. Um, I think the final goal, of course, is you're providing examples of, you know, for lack of a better word, people like me. Um, you're talking to women in the industry, preferably earlier in their career, and you're giving them examples of people that they can see and identify with that are in those disciplines. Um, and hope, hopefully that helps to foster their, um, their perspective of going into that space. I think that's great. You know, when you bring up... Um, you know, the goal is to really help those who maybe are earlier in their career. Um, And I would also want to ask, you know, for my next question, for those who are looking to maybe move into a leadership role, right, and they they look at you, um, you know, as, as representation, you know, one of the things is that we know that when it comes to board and leadership positions, you know, there are definitely challenges that women face today. Um, Can you share some of those with us? Sure. I mean, of course, there are challenges that women face in achieving those such positions. Um, We've talked about them a lot. Unconscious bias in hiring and promoting, balancing family and personal obligations with the demands of such positions. Clearly, COVID didn't uh, didn't make that any easier for anybody, um, especially women, and finding sponsors to support women in achieving such roles. However, I do think it's important that first, we really should focus on the opportunities for women in these roles and help our organizations, uh, decision makers and the broader business communities really realize the benefits. Women are a driving force in our economy and make many household decisions. Um, The majority of the purchasing decisions in most households are made by, by women. Representation of women in leadership and on such boards is really key in capturing that perspective in all executive decisions. I think women need to find empowerment in that fact and find empowerment in the fact that they bring this perspective to a room that may not have others that, as we said before, look like them. 
you know, you have to you have to walk into those rooms, walk into those meetings. And when you look around and realize you are the only one, the only woman in the room, that that brings this huge perspective. You have something to offer that meeting that no one else has because of your your perspective. The most important thing, though, of course, that women can do, current women in leadership and on boards can do is to really pull up other women as that is a key roadblock many women cite in studies as an impediment to them being able to achieve certain leadership positions. Finding that right sponsorship in particular of other women, it's not exclusively women, but it is, I think, a key thing that women in leadership should focus on is really pulling up the, those other women that they see in those disciplines. Thank you, that's, that's great. Um, you also had mentioned, you know, COVID, you had mentioned um, about the, the additional, um, you know, I guess, task, right, and, and additional pressures that you have even managing, you know, home life and outside of your work. You know, what personal sacrifices or struggles have you had to make throughout your career? Yeah, so let's go pre-COVID first. <laughs> Pre- <laughs> Pre-COVID, again, I don't know if I would characterize as a sacrifice or a struggle as much as a choice or a prioritization. Um, at points in my career, I've had to make choices to prioritize my family versus a particular career path that maybe wouldn't have provided me the balance that I was looking for. Ironically, <laughs> this is how I ended up on a risk track, having been in a sales role for some time um, and choosing to go more on a credit risk path and thus where I am today. I think it's important to say though, uh, and it's important for everybody listening to say that these choices are deeply personal to each person um, and they need to make them and they, there is no right path, if you will. So for me, choosing to move out of sales role into a risk role for better balance was a right choice for me, but it could be seen as a sacrifice to others depending on how they view that type of choice. So don't get me wrong, balancing three boys and a busy, sometimes stressful job is very much a struggle <laughs> at times. Um, the best advice I could give anybody um, as they're starting out is that, you know, when you're looking at that balance and you're looking at trying to make those choices for yourself, it's okay to recognize that you're not gonna be 100% at everything all the time. I always tell people there are days that I'm 100% at mom and maybe 75 at work. And there are days that I look at my husband and say, oh, we kind of broke them a little bit today. So today was not my best mom day, right? But I think you have to accept that as a woman, especially a woman with a family, that that's okay. And you can, you know, and you can aspire to do better the following day, but you're, it's tough to be a hundred percent all the time for everything. It really is tough. Right? There are times <laughs> where you have to maybe lower your standards. <laughs> yep. Um, like eat out. Point. Yeah. Eat out, maybe no home cooking. It depends on the day, but um, but it can be done. It's just, I think it's important for people not to judge other people's decisions because those decisions, again, are individual. Thank you. And I think that's great advice. You know, um, you achieve success in the industry. You know, you shared a little bit of your background. Um, and, and I feel in my personal conversations with you, you know, that you believe this is a place where women can, you know, have a meaningful, you know, and rewarding career. Um, why would you encourage women who are considering a career in banking to do so now, whether it's banking or risk? Yeah, I mean, I think I do. I really do think that women can have, you know, rewarding careers in multiple fields. Um, I'm a little biased to banking. It's where my career has been. Um, and I think it's a great place. I think at the end of the day, 
the great thing about a career in banking is, as I referenced earlier, there's multiple areas of focus and a multiple different career paths that someone can pursue. I don't know about you, Elena, but when I when I left college, I didn't exactly know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Sometimes I actually, I'm not quite sure I know now. Um, <laughs> But I knew that I wanted a career in the financial field. Um, and banking provided a great venue for the exploration of multiple different avenues. Um, my avenue presented itself, you know, as I, as I entered a sales role and I entered a um, banking role, I found what I was good at. I was good at risk assessment and that's kind of the area that I went. But banking in general provides lots of opportunities in the financial sector for people to look at different things, try different things. Um, you know, that's one of the things we've talked about in the steering committee is encouraging people to move around and try different things to see where their passion may be as well as what fits best with their strengths. Um, and I think banking, assuming financial is the financial field is kind of where you want to be, presents a really good opportunity to do multiple different things uh, within your career. Thank you. Um, and, and you're right. When I came out of college, I did not know <laughs> where I wanted to be. Uh, so you're not alone in that. Um, <laughs> You know, earlier you had mentioned, you know, one of the most important things that other women in this organization, um, I'm sorry, within this discipline, you know, that they can do is really help others and pull them up, right? Um, so do you have someone, you know, that, that has inspired you the most in your career or someone that you've looked up to? Yeah, I mean, I think early in my career, you know, there weren't a whole lot of women, especially in leadership. And so it was, you know, really more male dominated, obviously, as we've, we've discussed that. Um, but I think of late, you know, in my career here at Huntington, there's been, we have some really strong women in leadership. I mean, we have Helga Houston, who is our chief risk officer, um, Sandy Pierce, and Mary Navarro, who um, has since retired, but I had a really good relationship with her as well. They have all provided very important guidance to me in my time here at Huntington, um, as well as, as um, leadership examples um, and, and the opportunity for me to just learn from different folks in different disciplines. Um, of course, if you're talking to the level of Inspire, uh, if I didn't say my mom, I'd probably get in trouble. <laughs> so I think it's, but in all reality, most of the people for me that I find are inspiring are more on a personal level. So, you know, my mom, I was the first person in my family to go to college. My mom inspired me from the standpoint of making that, that was not a choice, right? That was a lot of work, a lot of hard work for her to make that happen for me um, and to push me toward that goal. Um, and that inspired me, you know, that perseverance was extremely inspirational and is very important. She was a single mom. So, you know, getting uh, her daughters through college was not an easy feat. Um, I did leave with a whole lot of loans, so it inspired me to pay back my debt, too. <laughs> um, but I think it's really, that's really important. That inspiration doesn't always have to come in your field. Um, it doesn't always have to come in, you know, a particular um, discipline. It can come just the inspiration for me is just the hard work and hard work pays off. You know, it's cheesy, I know, but it's the reality. And I think um, you need to look around for those different types of motivation. So, the other thing I've, I've told people, and I think it's important, and people usually chuckle, is you can learn a lot not from people who necessarily always present the best example. You can learn a lot from people who present a bad example as mm -hmm. well, right? What not to do, especially when you look at that management type of role. And so I think it's important that people understand that when you're thinking about what you, you know, want to be when you grow up, 
that you're looking at all sorts of different examples to try to form the unique balance that fits you and your capability, your strengths and your personality. Absolutely. Um, thank you for sharing that. I, I think you we really shared some really great points as far as, um, you know, looking up you know, and, um, you know, in inspiration, right, in that it doesn't always have to come from your direct peers, you know, or even within your organization. And I think that networking, you know, and making those contacts and um, using those to your, to your strengths and to your benefits, you know, um, is, is a really smart thing to do within your career, you know, it's a lean on those. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned leadership. So I want to ask you, you know, um, a leader, you know, can you share, you know, cause I know that you've, um, you bring up a really valid point, right? Um, learning from those who are great, you know, as far as leaders, and then also learning from things of what not to do. Um, you know, what leadership lesson have you learned, you know, that's maybe a unique to being, you know, being a, a female or a, a woman leader? Um, I think women in general, um, for us, it's, it's, you know, there's a balance, right? So there's a balance in when you get into leadership, tough decisions need to be made at times. And I think there's um, there's a tendency sometime to put a wall up to be able to make some of those tough decisions that you need to make that affect your colleagues at times. Um, but that wall for women can be very isolating. And so finding that delicate balance between the ability to make the tough decisions without it um, affecting your authentic self that may be more likely to want to form relationships and those types of things is really, really key. Um, for every person that does it, it's different. Um, they, I think they execute on it differently. Um, but as a woman, you know, that's, that's difficult. I think the other thing um, as a woman that I've learned is to be your authentic self, not try to be a woman who acts, you know, like a man, right? You have to be yourself and you have to understand that while a female leader may be different than a male leader in certain ways, there are strengths and weaknesses to both of those things. Um, and so a female leader traditionally, and of course, we're dealing in stereotypes here and we're de dealing with generalities. So I want to be cautious to say not everybody fits these boxes, but women leaders tend to be a little bit more on the compassionate side, maybe a little bit more softer spoken. Um, you know, you always have heard a stronger woman um, in a meeting could be accused of having sharp elbows, right? I've, I've heard that mm -hmm. before. So there's a balance that you need to strike. But I think if you're true to your authentic self, you can execute that balance and understanding that your authentic self as a woman leader is bringing something good to the table, something that isn't already at that table to the extent that you're the only woman there. And so that finding that balance is really important um, and being true to yourself, because if you're not, you're not going to be happy in your role, right? You may achieve a role, but I don't think you're going to be happy, but I also don't think you will be as successful as you could be by maintaining your authentic self. Thank you. That was <laughs> so well put. Um, and, I, and I love that answer. You know, and in so in closing, right, uh, you know, I think my last question to you, so you talk about, um, you know, women leadership, you just shared some advice there. For someone, a junior associate, right, or a young woman who's actually just coming in, maybe starting their career, what advice would you give, um, you know, would you share with someone? That's a, that falls under the, what would you tell your younger <laughs> self, right? Right. Um, you know, I think it's always hard when you're starting out and that, that train track is so long, you can't see the end of it. It's you want to get to that next milestone, get to the next milestone. I think the key for me um, has been to take those opportunities as they're presented. Don't get too focused on the goal, get focused on the journey. Um, the journey is 
where, you know, where the enjoyment is in your career. Um, too many people are, again, they're focused on that destination. So I think for me, I would tell people, look at those opportunities, take the opportunities as they present themselves. But one key point of advice, everything that happens to you in your career is not going to be what you wanted. There's going to be some bumps in the road. There's going to be a little couple forks that maybe you didn't take the side that you really wanted to take. A couple zigzags. Um, nothing's ever straight. And I think it's important to understand, though, that those opportunities are an opportunity to grow. Um, and how you handle those, it says so much about who you are to your organization. So I've had a couple situations in my career where, you know, I've been moved to a different area that wasn't really something I saw myself in or particularly um, desired to go to. Um, and so you get a day to kind of say, okay, this isn't what I really wanted, but you know, or I didn't get that promotion that I wanted. Um, you get a day. I always say a weekend if it was on a Friday, <laughs> but <laughs> you get, you get a day or two to kind of say, okay, I'm upset, but now how am I going to make this benefit me, right? How am I going to take this zigzag and mm -hmm. make it better for me? Um, and that's, that's really, that's the, where you, where you own and you control your destiny and you don't leave it in the hands of others. Um, and so I think that's, that's the key point, I think, to anybody um, starting out or even in the middle of their career, when things don't, you know, go your way, if you will, find a way to make that work for you. Yes, I, I agree. You know, I definitely would echo that, right? I mean, every, um, your career is never going to be linear <laughs> as much as you think it, you know, as, as much as you may want it to be, right? That path is always going to change um, and just look at that as an opportunity. So I think that those were great words, um, you know, and advice that you've shared, you know, and, and Margaret, thank you very much for sharing all of your knowledge with us today, you know, and taking the time to participate, um, you know, in this podcast with me. Um, I am, Absolutely. Um, I am really looking forward to um, not only your session, right, but but listening to all of, you know, the other women leaders that we have who are going to be presenting at the Women in Risk Summit, you know, um, in October. So um, for those who are listening, you know, if you're interested in more information regarding the, the event, you can just go to the RMA website at rmahq.org to find out more information. Thank you again, Anne-Margaret. Thank you. It was a pleasure.